he's going to end up putting himself in a corner and painting himself in a corner that he can't get out of with Chicago fans. Because you know what? I don't think he signed up for two years of no playoffs. But that's what he's about to get. Yes. He didn't sign up for that. It's the future. Down in distance. It's on WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Another down, another day. Set down the distance. DAD pod on Twitter. Follow your boy at Peyton Sun, P A Y T O N S U N. SD2 Mics on Twitter for Sean Davis. It's that time. You know, it's it's unfortunate that the way that we do our podcast is on Wednesdays. So when things jump off, we don't have, you know, some time to maybe to, to react to what's going on because we're not in the studio. We're solving that, though. But what's crazy is... football season. But, but hold up. What's crazy is, is just a week ago, we were in this studio. Yeah. We were we were talking about the future of the We had the, the bigs Bulls. in the studio. Yeah, we had the bigs. We were talking about Derrick Rose. We were just talking about everything. And I leave the studio. I go to WGN TV. I'm sitting down, getting ready to do so, uh, sports feed. And I see it come across my phone that Derrick Rose has been traded and like my first reaction was to call you and I did and it went straight to voicemail, which is normal for Sean Davis. Why is that normal? Dude, because you you it's know my phone, man. Yeah, I I, I I don't know. My iPhone is just totally different. I'm thinking than about else. buying you a new uh, uh iPhone seven, just putting you pre order. So I'm you looking forward it. to purchasing that thing this fall. Me too. I'm looking forward to you know me, I upgrade every single JP day. is like on the wait list, like a month before it releases. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, I Apple's do. like well, you know it's what? JP again. No, you know what it is because it's phone. on my business account, so I do get like a before it comes out to be able a chance to pre-order it early, and I always do. You should get on the tester list. I don't want no because you be, should get it like months before so you can like test, test it, it and, all out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But we know we need to test out. We need to test out the frequencies. What's going on with the Bulls, Derrick Rose trade? Because you didn't get a chance to talk about it. So, listen, I told you on the phone mm-hmm. last week, and hey man, you can't go all the way in. I'm going to take back that statement. Oh, now now you want to take me off the leash. I'm just gonna take last you off. week you told me to be quiet. I'm going to take you off the leash, man. I just want you to – I had to think about it. I want you to be honest, and I want you to be true to who you are. I don't want to tell you to hold back, even because if I hold back, but because we're all different people. But I've told you this before. When it comes to Chicago sports, when it comes to basketball in this city, there's not a lot of people that I go to or respect more than you because you've been there. You played CPS. You, you've had the connection. You know Derek's people you know Derek you've seen him grow as a person and as a basketball player I can't have you holding back when I know you have a lot of information and I know you have a passion for Chicago sports Chicago basketball so yeah man I'm just gonna let you off the leash man I'll just say this I want to start I think I had talked to you the Monday before the trade last Monday and I notified you that I had just had an encounter with someone from the Rose camp and, you know, was enlightened about the fact that he was pretty upset about the release of Swanson and the return of Chip Schaefer. And 
they also hired one of Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler's guys to the staff. So to him, even on Monday, it was kind of a sign. And I think the whole camp knew and felt like it was coming yeah, and it was going to happen. But they were getting conflicting re- reports from the front office to where the signs were there that it could happen. But they were hearing verbally, oh, well, no, we, you know, we love the core we have and we want you back and things of that nature. The thing that trumped all of that, which we've been saying here for over a year and a half, even in season one, Derek Rose no longer wanted to be here. Yes. From his side, it was done. They knew it was no question he was coming back in free agency. They already knew that. So. As a fan, looking at it from Gar and Pax's position, I have no qualms. I understand. You have to do what you have to do. He's going to walk. You figure we have to get something for this asset. The Bulls have been known for holding on to the assets just a little bit too long. When they could have given up Luau Dang, they didn't want to. When they could have traded Ben Gordon at his prime, at his peak, they didn't want to this is what Gar Gar Pax has done historically over and over again I don't have a problem with the trade I have a problem with how they handled it from a business perspective what do we tell people buy low sell high buy low sell high okay it's kind of hard to buy low when you gave this guy a max deal he earned the deal There's a rule named after this man called the Derrick Rose rule that every other young player that ever becomes an MVP before a second contract will automatically get bumped up to a max contract because of this man and what he did. It's almost like the Larry Bird rule. When you have a rule named after you in the NBA, that lets you know the impact you've made on the league, either on the court or off the court business wise. The problem with Gar Pax and how they handled the Derrick Rose situation, you knew, and you stated this in the press conference, you knew that he was walking in free agency. Therefore, it's your job to build him up as much as you can so that you can get back as much as you can. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that, you don't ask the man to play with one eye for three months. You don't go to him and say, Derek, we need you. We want to make the playoffs. When the overall big picture of the Derek Rose situation is we need to move him and get as much back as we can. Why play him with one eye where all of the stats would show that he was the 40th best point guard in in the National Basketball Association? How does that help you out in trading him? How does that help you out? Mike Conley had the same injury, sat out for a month and a half before he returned. Derrick Rose should have done the same thing. Well, his shooting percentage, he can't see. He has double vision. What did you expect? He already has a questionable streaky jump shot at best. Right? Yeah. He's getting to the cup, but he can't finish. Of course, he can't see. But, you know, they talked behold, about that, though. Lo and behold, second half, he gets healthy. Jimmy Butler gets hurt in Denver. 
Derek goes on like a seven game run without Jimmy on the court where he's averaging like 25 points a game. Granted, they don't win because there's absolutely no help out there with them and no defense at all. I think Taj got hurt in that same stretch as well. The way they handled their asset was very poorly. Just plain and simple. It's not about the trade. Chicago fans are mad because you basically gave the man away. Don't sell me, Jerry and Grant. You call, he's not even a point guard. You can't sell me that. And then don't tell me we're going to get to this in our Lies You Tell segment. Gar Foreman sat there and lied to us 10 different times in two press conferences. 10. I counted it. Talked to Sam Paniotovich on Saturday. He counted 11. Who we did. And you're the face of the franchise from the executive standpoint. And you lie for no reason. You don't have to lie. You have the leverage. You have the microphone. Just tell us flat out. We didn't think he was a player to match up with the salary anymore. We knew he was going to walk in free agency. The way we did things, we couldn't get much back for him. Don't try to sell me on Jerry and Grant. Don't try to sell me on Robin Lopez. Yes, Robin Lopez, because you have called him Brooke Lopez twice in press conferences. You don't even know the man you got. This is crazy. This is what we're dealing with. This is why Bulls fans, Derrick Rose is gone, but we still have to deal with Gar Foreman. People are mad, man. They're angry. They're angry. And I understand. I understand the mass exodus to the orange and blue. I get it. I understand why the anger is there. Normally, I would say, out of my understanding, because you know me, I've always been a LeBron James fan. Wherever he went, cool. I want LeBron to succeed. I have no problem with people that do that for their favorite players. But at heart, I'm a Bulls fan. Always have been, always will be. So I understand what Sekou Smith was talking about with Kevin Cottrell. The hurt. I can't even explain to you how I felt. See, I'm not like 50% of the people that feel the United Center. I watched this kid when he was in seventh grade. I watched this kid when he was a freshman. I saw the growth. I saw the phenom coming forth. So my connection to him, my connection to his crew, It's totally different than anybody else. I know what he believes. I know how much heart he puts into, how much work he puts into getting on the court. And the things that I've heard uttered out of the mouths of supposed mature adults about a young man that represents this city probably better than any other athlete other than your dad. We don't even have to talk about the philanthropic work. He's done. Quietly. Doesn't want the fanfare. Doesn't want the cameras there when he shows up. Donates money. He's in New York. After school after school matters. Still goes on. Out of his pocket. Nobody talks about that. So what's missed? You've missed and lost. The two biggest impartations on your community. And Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah. So how do you connect? How do you connect to this fan base? I'm not talking about the people that have the floor seats. I'm talking about the core 
of Chicago basketball. How do you connect to it now? Because Jimmy Butler's not it. He's not it. Let's just be honest. Jimmy Butler's not it. He's not it, number one, because of the anti-Rose thing. That's it. The way he tried to take over. Right? Yes. Rumors about being traded. Who pulls up in his Range Rover at the Advocate Center in the middle of the draft? Who does that? Name me another superstar that does that. Nobody. Name me a superstar that shows up in the middle of the draft at the office. Who does that? Nobody does that. You know why? He's so worried about being that guy. He's going to end up putting himself in a corner and painting himself in a corner that he can't get out of with Chicago fans. Because you know what? I don't think he signed up for two years of no playoffs. But that's what he's about to get. Yes. He didn't sign up for that. When he signed that max deal, he didn't have that in mind. But that's what he's about to get. It's a weird, weird deal. Um, All the way around when I look at this organization. And I think the, the, the glaring issue is how everything is run. Especially mm. when you see how you have uh, the other tenants in the United Center and how they do work. The Blackhawks have been that staple of how you get things done top to bottom. The worst front office in professional sports in Chicago. Yeah, you could say that. If someone said that, I wouldn't even debate. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not debate. to. Because you start to look at now where other teams are headed. I look at where the Bears are headed and what the problems that they had and how they went and fixed it. And there was Mr. McCaskey coming out in that press conference and talking about how not only was he upset, his mom was upset. Things had to change. You started to see a change, right? We haven't even played it down yet in football, but we already have seen the change in the moves that this team has made in free agency yeah. through the draft. that you It gives you hope. But the Bulls... You see what they've already done in in some of the trades and some of the moves, and there is no hope. Because when you're picking at 14, you're getting a guy that you – know, Denzel Valentine, one of my favorite college players to watch last season. I enjoy watching him. But that's not a top five pick. It's not a guy that you're looking at to say that this dude is coming in right away and is going to be that dude to help you or in the – you don't know. It's still 14. Is it, you're, you're, in that, you're in that limbo stage still. Who did I tell you in January they were going to pick? I don't know. Would you say him? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I never remember those things. Just a typical typical Chicago Bulls pick. Just he fits everything they love. Everything they can sell to the fan base. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. I did get thrown off a little bit. And when I listen to the press conference of Derek being traded and where this organization is headed. Oh, you mean the one where they told us that this trade made us younger and more athletic? It, it, mm. Don't throw me off. Yeah. And if I was season ticket holders, if I was a huge Bulls fan, not just with Derek Rose being gone, I would be upset in the direction that this team is headed. And I don't see it getting better anytime soon. And that's what's going to be hard. And we talked about it in the last week's pod about how the United Center is always going to be full. 
you could take away those people that are paying the money to go sit down on the court side. Those those people are still going to be there. And you don't have that dynamic in any other sport, right? No. We've seen the we've seen Bears fans pretty much say, so, "Okay, we're not we're not showing up." Trustman era, we're not we're not putting up with this. We've seen White Sox fans say, "Nope, we're not showing up." The Bulls don't have that problem, and it's and it's it's, it's kind of but it's weird the to me that the nation of it is is. You get it. You get it. Basketball means so much to the inner city yes. here. But most of the people in the inner city can't afford to go to these games. Yeah, but if people when don't the start, team is hot. But when people are when people aren't going to the games, it opens up it the ability opens up the ability to ticket prices drop and to, all of a sudden it's that feasible. single mom that couldn't get her two boys to the game can get them to the game. And now those that couldn't afford to make it to the game when the team was hot, they can go to this game. We saw it during the Tim Floyd era. When things were bad, they still were able to be at the top of the NBA in attendance. They know this. They know how important. It almost, it's almost like they want to ignore how important basketball is as far as constructing a winning team. But they use it financially because... They know their attendance and ticket sales are always going to be there. So it's an interesting dynamic. I don't think any other team, we know the Blackhawks fans will not show up. They did it right before Rocky took over. And once things changed, they came back strong. So it's just an interesting dilemma over there at the Advocate Center. We'll see how it turns out. I have ordered my 25 jersey. No shame. And I didn't order it for the colors, and I didn't order it for what's on the front. I ordered it for everything Chicago that's on the back, rows and 25. Enough said. Okay. And if you don't know what 25 means in this city, you, do your homework. I was just I was just hoping to make sure that you— uh, No, I bought it for the back of the jersey. You didn't buy me front. one? It wasn't buy one and get another one free? No. That's fresh off the press. You know, that's not no sales going on with that one. That would have been roses to me. Nice. See that? Nice. Nice little. See you with your J double entendre. Right hey, there. man. I'm just letting you know right now, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to a rose just growing in the garden. You feel me? How many mm. trips you making up to the MSG? Uh, not that many, bro. He, I, he I don't for, at least for, make one, right? I can make maybe one, but I got to make it a business trip. Wifey ain't going to let me just leave to go see a basketball game. Oh, I, I assumed she was going to be with you. Uh, well, it depends on if we can get somebody to watch the no, kids. You get that Spike Lee seat. I ain't getting that. <laughs> I love you, Derek. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't breaking out the visa for that one, though. I'll be up somewhere high up there. I'll be, hey, remember it coming to hey, a basketball hold, game at MSG. Me either, but I know exactly where I want to sit. Same seats that uh, Eddie Murphy sat in when he was in Coming to America. I take that back. I did go see a basketball game. When? Coaches for Cancer, 2009, Illinois versus Texas. Illinois was like a top five team. Tristan Thompson and what's the point guard? He played for uh, Corey Joseph. Okay. Yeah. They both were freshmen for Texas. Went to double overtime. Uh, Jeremy Richmond was a freshman. So you had a chance. Well, if you, if you, 
Only basketball game I've seen it. We can get true. a hookup, definitely. I'm going to try to look into it. I'll make sure. I, I got people everywhere, even in New York. But told yeah. you. I told BC I'm two games. I got bang, blocked the Chicago Bulls on Twitter. BC said he's moving. He's going to have dual citizenship. Wow. You know, his lady is from from Jersey. Okay. From so nice area, nice so. to get back to the get the, back to yeah, the it's spot. It's easy for him. 